Welcome to Disruption Now. I'm your host and moderator, Rob Richardson. I'm James Keyes. I'm Tunde Wamana. If you're watching us on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button so more people can learn about us. If you're listening to us via podcast online, if you're listening to us in iTunes, if you're listening to us in Google Play, however you may be listening to us, please subscribe, please write a review. That's how more people can learn about Disruption Now. And that's how we can spread the message. We can make sure that we are doing all we can to inspire collective action, consciousness, and challenging stereotypes. That's what we want to do on Disruption Now. But we can only do that if more people learn about us. So we hope you will do that. You can also sign up for email, disruptionnow at gmail.com, or you can just go to our website, disruptionnow.com. We would love for you to learn more about us, learn about the live events we have coming up, where you can find us, where you can learn about what's happening next with uh, Disruption Now. Uh, but for now, we want to talk about Mueller. Mueller speaks. I'm not sure if you got a chance to watch this today, but Mueller said, listen to this. The Constitution requires a process other than the criminal justice system to formally accuse a sitting president of wrongdoing. If we had had confidence that the president clearly did not commit a crime, we would have said so. So when I, when, I, when I take that back and really think about what that says, to me, he's just saying very obviously, Congress, should I paint you a picture? This is what you need to do. Impeach. This is not my job to impeach. It is your job. That's what I pretty much took away from what he said. Uh, I don't think it's that complicated. I don't think it's that hard. So Democrats have to decide, and Republicans, this is not a Democrat or Republican issue, People have to decide, is the Constitution more important than your political calculation? That's what it comes down to. Because it's not because the allegations are not serious enough. They are very serious. If you got a chance to read the report, if you even just listen to what uh, Prosecutor Mueller said, these are very serious allegations and very serious charges with a lot of serious evidence that is there. We just need Congress to do its job. So all those in Congress have to decide, do they want to do their job? Do they want to follow their obligations under the Constitution to investigate? And that means actually considering impeachment. It doesn't mean it has to be done right now, but I'm hoping that there's a process because it's not that the allegations aren't serious, as I said. It's also the fact that it is not that uh, they don't have the moral authority on their side. These are serious charges. We're talking about working with a foreign government that tried to undermine our whole election. These are serious charges, the most serious we've probably seen in the history of any presidency. So they have all those things going for them, but are Democrats just going to make the political calculation just like Republicans? Republicans don't want to do it, obviously, because the, the, the president remains very popular. I think most of them, if you talk to them behind the scenes, they would know that this is not right and this is dangerous to our democracy. Democrats agree, but Democrats are, are afraid of what the political consequence is going to be, too. I keep hearing them saying, James and Tunde, well, remember what happened to Bill Clinton and in 1998, uh, Republicans lost some seats. I'm like, I don't even understand the logic. I think it's very different. And if I remember right, the next president was not a Democrat, were they? I'm just saying. Anyway, James, what do you think about this or Tune Day? Either one of you can tune in. It's certainly a faulty political calculation um, saying we won't impeach because we're afraid of the backlash from the voters from trying to hold someone accountable. We are a nation of laws, not a nation of men. If the man breaks the law, then he needs to be go, go through the process that we have set up for people who break the law. And in case of presidents, as Mueller made clear today, the Department of Justice special counsel, that's not their charge to press charges or to accuse the president of wrongdoing. The Constitution has other mechanisms for that, namely impeachment. But I was happy Mueller got out there today. Um, and I think 
part of the reason he got out there was because he was tired of other people speaking for him. Uh, we know Attorney General Barr got out and misrepresented everything that's been said by Republicans and Democrats. So like anybody that's read the Mueller report basically sees how Barr tried to spin it basically and become an advocate for the president in terms of to, to accomplish some political goal. But Mueller got out and, and he made it expressly clear that while on one hand saying there wasn't sufficient evidence um, to charge some type of cooperation with the Russian government. He made that absolutely clear. There wasn't enough evidence he didn't believe, he believed to, to charge anyone there. But when you come to obstruction, he made clear that, hey, if we thought there wasn't enough evidence, we would have said so. Uh, meaning there is enough evidence. Right. But he also said, and I think this was important, and I also respect this um, because I agree with his calcul or his his interpretation that the Constitution doesn't support the Department of Justice, which is under the president, under the executive branch of government, uh, pressing charges against the sitting president. Do you, do you, know, what I apply for, do you know what I apply for that, uh, James, too? I think is what I really want you to just at least speak to is could he actually get to the heart of the matter about Trump's uh, knowledge, involvement of even trying to work with Russia if you can't even interview the president. If you're, yeah, if you're obstructing justice, that's kind of the point. Yeah, they, they said it wasn't sufficient evidence, not that nothing happened, but just that there wasn't sufficient evidence. Trump didn't sit for testimony. They couldn't, they considered, but they couldn't um, compel him to come with a subpoena. They didn't even want to try because of how messy that would have gotten and it would have delayed the investigation. But they made clear that the from from the evidentiary standpoint, they were not clearing him. And Mueller made this clear today in a 10 minute. You know, he's got up and talked for 10 minutes. He's not clearing the president. But the way that you go after the president for crimes is through through other mechanisms that the Constitution provides, namely impeachment. And I, 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 but there was one other thing that I think that he mentioned that I think was very important that he purposefully did not allege wrongdoing by the president because he felt it wasn't fair to the president to do that in a forum that the president couldn't then defend himself, meaning legally. Like if Mueller's just out throwing, hey, you, you cheated, you lied, everything like that, then Trump would have no, if, he, if Mueller can't press charges, then Trump would have no formal recourse to be able to come back and refute that evidence and face his accuser. And so it's important that Mueller, as a man of principle, said, look, I'm not going to I'm going to lay out all the evidence. But if, if you want to go after this, if you want to uphold the rule of law, the mechanism is, is laid out by the Constitution on how you do there. And that's where we need the Democrats to put the country over politics. And if the law is being broken or has been broken um, and make sure the laws in this country are adhered to. Yep. Today, um, I smile and say, I think. Uh, Robert Mueller just gave us a big time mic drop today. You know, like one of these, just like, boom, I'm done. And he dropped it in the Democrats in Congress laps. Do your job. And um, because it was interesting near the end, he said, I'm done. He was like, I'm not going to talk in front of Congress. I'm not talking anymore. He basically, and I'm not taking questions. I remember he said that. He just said, my report speaks for itself. And um, the little bit that I've read um, confirms the way I think that he presented uh, the case today um, that probably somebody else needs to keep looking into this. And, um, you know, and, and I think the sad part is that you've got two years. What I found interesting about today was because, you know, we all know actions speak louder than words. And if you just look at the actions of the last two years, you've got one side that's constantly just talking, talking, talking and, and, and giving all kind of like flailing around, almost like a drowning man. And another side that's so buttoned up and disciplined. And I think that was just kind of an unspoken thing that I felt today is this guy represents a certain level of respect, power and discipline that we just haven't seen on the other side. And it was kind of refreshing to see that 
someone that is being paid by the U.S. government to work actually can act this way. Um, and so, unfortunately, he was hired as a special counsel to investigate some serious stuff. So, um, but it's just interesting. I, I don't know where it goes. And unfortunately, I think from where we are today in our, in our kind of emotional politics as a country, I'm not sure anybody's mind was changed. I think people that support the president and going to keep just saying that this is a witch hunt and all that, probably didn't get swayed by Mueller. And I think the people that believe that there's something there and that it should be investigated or impeachment or all that now believe that Mueller kind of confirmed their, their, um, their feelings. So I'm not sure as a country we move forward from this. Well, you're probably right on that, but it takes time. And I'll say that who was the Congressman James out of Michigan that just came out? A mash. A mash. He came out and he had, and he had a town hall meeting and there were supporters of his that support President that support President Trump. And once they left, they said, maybe there does need to be impeachment proceedings. Some people that are strong supporters. So I do believe some people can be converted with enough evidence of the truth in a, in a, in a, in a format that take that's over time. That seem uh, that's seen as neutral enough. So I believe we have, Mueller, to, we have to be Americans first. I mean, do. that's really, that's what we're talking about here. This isn't about like, or dislike from, for Trump, which actually I think the, the people who have been very vocal about their dislike and disdain for Trump thus far hinder this effort, because right now this is about the rule of law. This is about our constitution. This is about, is the president above the law? Yep. And that's the, that question. It needs to be answered with a no. And when it happens, I've, I've, I, I, another Republican, um, a former congressman was quoted in saying that if you don't hold Trump accountable for breaking the law, then you embolden people to try to break the law in the future, knowing Correct. that as long as they win, they can cheat as much, as much as they want. They can lie. They can steal as much as they want. As long as they win, then they can bully the other branches of government to not hold them accountable. And we can't have that. We're a nation of laws. We have to put the law above the men. We have to put our country over our party political parties. If we don't honor the Constitution and we overlook what just happened in the last two, three years, then are we setting ourselves up for truly failure from inside? You know, like we're going to devolve into Lord of the Flies like humans always do without some guardrails. Hey, well, I'll tell you this. That, I believe, is Vladimir Putin's objective. Oh, of course it is. I'm just saying that it's an interesting conversation. No, but out. I mean that. To, to make people care only about their side or only or, or focus them only on the things that they're anxious about. That's part of the, the objective there is to make to get people so focused on the things they disagree about or the things they don't have in common that we no longer are willing to fight for our shared belief in our, our constitution, the ultimate rule of law. Again, you know, the, the oath of office, the oath of enlistment for all of these government positions, people are swearing allegiance to the constitution. It's not to a person, a president, or a, a, a Supreme Court justice or anything. It's the Constitution. And, and as you say, that, that's the reason for that. Because that's the only thing that can allow us to bind to something that we can then move forward in progress on, under things like freedom and equality and, and so forth. And I actually think it's not... So the rule of law is extremely important, but I think why people are drawn to that is not actually the rule of law because there's a lot of places that have rule of law that don't get applied. Uh, I think it's the ideals that we stand for that people want to believe that this is where this is what America is about. America at its principle was started because we didn't want a king. Literally, 
We didn't want a king. We didn't want a king. We thought a king have it, had, had one person did not so want to concentrate had, had, power. Had too much power. Yeah, yeah. That's that's really why America started. I mean, because there's different types of government. Well, I mean, to the extreme, you know, the first government they set up didn't work <laughs> because of that. Under the Articles of Confederation, didn't work because they separated the power too much. So right. So what I'm getting to the point is that you know we we follow ideals, and it is not just the courts that matter. When there's been real progress in this country, actually, all three branches of government agree. Hey, I'll tell you this: if you really want, it's been the people. That have always brought it. That's where all three branches move. So when you look at from 50s to the 70s, all three branches were on the same page because the people were there. They wanted the to people stop. were there. Exactly. Because in the 1800s, you have Dred Scott decision. You have Plessy v. Ferguson. Like the, the courts were taking us the wrong way then. Yep. So this is why we got to keep it up. And eternal vigilance is the price of freedom. So that's what that's why people have to be engaged. The people become disengaged or disillusioned or divided. Then. Freedom is over. It doesn't matter what the rule of law says. It doesn't matter. Well, yeah. Then a strong man takes over who makes enough people feel secure and says that basically things are going to run the way I want to run. And people, and if people go along with that, if people don't value the ideals of the nation, the the, the rule of law, then you, you freedom is gone. Time will tell. It, it requires it requires some political courage. It requires fight that I haven't seen out of Congress yet because Congress has been. I think bending to the will of the executive branch for a long time, we're at a critical point about, like you said, do we have a rule of law? Are we going to uphold it? Because if impeachment proceedings aren't even a threat in something like this, when will it ever be? And can a president just ignore the rule of law completely? What's next? Well, it'll I, be the next time a guy is an affair. Right. I mean, geez. Well, the way we're going, it'll just be the next time a Democrat gets in the office because the Republicans don't have any reservations of going after people for legitimate or illegitimate things. No, nope. you know, like it, it, it's so. That's not to say that that's the right way to be. I mean, I think that I, I, I think that the way that the, the whole party over country thing has gone way too far. And the people that are like that, we need to get them out of office, you know, because we have to be Americans first. Remember, Mueller is a lifelong Republican, but he was there doing his job for the country. He's a Republican. Mitt Romney's a Republican. There are a lot of Republicans that are not OK with it. They're conservative Republicans, too. They're not like even moderates. Like so. I'm hoping that sanity will come together and the emotions will come down. That, I think that can only happen if you have Congress over and over again have a focused effort on all the crimes that were potentially committed so the American people can see it. That's what I think. That's why <laughs> they I, have to put it on TV because that's nobody's exactly. reading the report. No, that's the reason, <laughs> no, no, but that's the reason why Robert Mueller has to testify. I think they're going to have to push him on that because at the end of the day. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, that's, well, well, yeah, he's going to have to tell this is too big too important for the country for him not to testify. He has to. We have to figure out everything. I, I need to know why, why, why he didn't get a chance to interview the president. I think that's pretty important. He has, to, he has to come to the voters where the voters are, and the voters aren't in a 450-page document. No, the voters they're, not, are on no they're not coming to the 450-page document. I, that, that might force the Democrats to have to impeach to, to have, because when you have 10 investigations going on at once, it does appear like a witch hunt. I mean, yep. I've been one of these people saying, I'm not sure why the Democrats need Trump's tax returns. Like, what's the difference if they see it with all the other information they can get if they want to just investigate things? It looks like a witch hunt if it's just about the tax returns. So I think that to have a more focused investigation through the uh, mechanics of impeachment, meaning like there's two steps. There's first, there's the, um, the investigation of impeachment, like should we impeach? And they bring all these like evidence up. And then there's the actual impeachment. So maybe just on that preliminary part, 
Well, that's the part that's needed. That's the part that's needed. We shouldn't prejudge. We shouldn't prejudge. That's the part. Get it all out in the public. Exactly. Let's see. Let's see where the facts. But what they're saying is, I'm not sure if we're even going to do that. Like, we have enough where you got to do an investigation for impeachment at least. Like, I don't see why this is a debate at this point. Whether it's conscious or subconscious, I think the president is is forcing their hand to impeach him. He is. Whether it's a conscious move strategically to to go for the next election and shore up his base, or whether it's just a subconscious kind of self-inflicted wounds that some people do to themselves when they kind of, you know, get into positions. Well, that they're remember, though, he thrives in, in disorder and chaos. Yes, so I think it's a strategy. This is why my mind has changed. I feel like an actual impeachment proceeding will actually be less chaotic. Like, I think he may be wishing for the wrong thing, because to your point, Jimmy, it's more chaotic when you have 10 different things coming from 10 different angles. Yep. He can kind of play that game and 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 get out of the way of a few of them and muddy the waters. When you've got one focused laser beam of attention and the whole spotlight is just this one angle coming at you, it's a lot harder to deflect that. No, I, I agree. See, I'll tell you this. I, I think the political game um, and the political calculations are secondary to upholding the Constitution Agreed. and the rule of law. No, I agree. I mean, even if it hurts the Democrats, even if, even if they're 100% right that it's going to hurt them in the election, they still got to do it because – when this happens, there has to be consequences. That guy, Amash, the congressman, the Republican, when he said in his town hall meeting, if we don't proceed with that step, it's probably more dangerous Yeah. Yes. than if we do. For the precedent we set so for the next president. It's just at this point, um, anyone that I think has listened to more than just one source of information understands that there's some things that happen over the process of not only the election in 2016, but um, after when it was kind of the, the obstruction time that should be looked at, you know, the real concern is that the Russians are actively attacking us. Correct. Yeah. And I think that's the question, which is at what point do we have a country that's under assault in many ways? It's not just election. Remember, there's been reports that the Russians have penetrated U.S. utilities. You know what I mean? Like they're 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 penetrating our infrastructure and who knows what they're doing to sabotage it. So the idea to me is it's like if George Bush stood on that rubble after 9-11 when he had his hand around a firefighter and imagine if he said on the bullhorn, yeah, these buildings fell down and I'm not sure who did it. I'm pretty sure. I they believe did. the Saudis. Hey, I believe the Saudis that they had nothing to do with it. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and we don't know. But and imagine if Franklin Roosevelt after Pearl Harbor was like, well, I know it's a shame that thing got bombed, but um, I'm pretty sure it wasn't the Japanese. Right. But but you're but you're saying something that that's an important point. People don't, well, they don't feel directly like, so they don't see anybody dying. So they don't see cyber, they don't, they don't see cyber attacks as the same, but let's get this straight. Cyber attacks are the, are the future threat that we're under every single day. Cause you can shut down a whole system. If you just, if you just infiltrate the cyber systems. Well, and And I think that's the difference, you know, war creates new technology and new technologies always surprise the adversary, right? The Japanese weren't ready for the first atomic bomb to go off. It took two of them. But after that second one, they said, OK, we'll come. We'll go sign some papers with you. It, it wasn't modern technology, but let's say Al Qaeda through using box cutters and, and, and just a different style of attack threw us off guard. But each time in these examples, even though we were caught off guard, we quickly pivoted and recovered and said, what are we going to do to stop this in the future? This is the first time, to my knowledge, in the history of our country and maybe any major country where the country has literally been attacked like we've been attacked, but the leader says, 
I'm just not going to go there. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to deal with it. That's because it's a very, it's a very effective attack. It's a, it's a, it's through subterfuge. It's like, it's not a direct attack. It's to get people to turn against each other and then to not actually see the but attack. But also, there, there are a lot of people that say that that Trump feels that acknowledging that undermines his legitimacy. And so again, you have somebody putting themselves or their political interests. And, and I think Russia knows that. Russia, Russia knows what they're That's doing. That's what I was going to say. Either it's that level of narcissism where then we need to decide, is he fit to be president? Are we safe? Or he's compromised. He's compromised. No, or, or it's worse president. than that. And he's part of the problem. Like he's, No, no, no. Either way. Either way, what you're saying, if it's the narcissism or if it's, it's still compromised. Is still compromised, unable to see and address a problem, see a problem clearly and address it. You know, like that's that's a concern. Because you know, as Mueller said, he and he closed with it. We probably had to close with it too. The real threat here is Russia and it's ongoing. Yep. Yeah. And that's what I want to take last minute. Real threat is Russia. Eternal vigilance is always, always the price of freedom. We have to stay vigilant. We have to stay on guard. We have to hold all our leaders accountable. This can't be a personality cult. No matter how much you hate or love the current president. I hope you love America more. Till next time, I'm Rob Richardson. I'm James Keyes. I'm Tunde Ogunlana. We'll see you next time.